Welcome back to today's episode. It is February 21st. Two days ago, Netflix released its latest sci-fi. It's a show that is produced by the same people who made Dark. And I've never seen so many articles talk about just the production company. I'm surprised. This seems like a show that is like kind of copying the 100 and any CW. Well, here's the thing. The director wasn't in charge of Dark. The producers, the actual producers weren't in charge of Dark. It was the production company. So I don't, production companies do a lot of ventures. It doesn't mean it's going to be the next Dark. Yeah, and Tribes of Europa is not the next Dark. First and foremost, tell me what year it takes place. It takes place in 2074. The um, internet gives me two years. It says 2070 for half of it, and then the other one says 2074. And so I was left wondering. Well, it gives the title card of Europa 2074, and I think that there's this thing in 2029 called Black December, where suddenly just there was this yeah, blackout. We'll, we'll get into it. I first want to just give you the synopsis of the show in one sentence okay. and break that down, because it's insane. Right. In 2074, I guess because I wasn't sure. Three siblings set out to change the fate of Europe after a global catastrophe fractures it into countless microstates fighting for dominance. Now, that that might just read like, okay, it's just a dystopian future type. No, like break down every single bit of that. First of all, 2074. Yeah, basically... Like I said, if you've seen the Society of the 100, it takes place all in the woods. I feel like they didn't want to take any <laughs> chances with the actual future. So it's just a lot well, of like Dark civilization. Also has the woods. Yeah, but Dark has like. And a, it's in German. And doesn't. Isn't there a character from Dark in this episode? Oh, there might have been. There were some people that looked like familiar. In fact, the. You didn't main recognize character, Ulrich? No. He played Moses. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure if I meant this episode. I was going to say that Jacob, the father of the three kids, looks like a discount Jamie Lannister. Okay, well, let me just get back to the synopsis here because we really got to break into this. First of all, 2074. Instead of creating a completely new reality, we're opting to go into the future, which not exactly a cop-out, but it is a well-trodden path in fiction. Mm -hmm. Like, there are authors who find something so intriguing about imagining a bleak future versus writing their own entire world. Right, and that's where I felt like it kind of fell into a cliche pattern until the end of the episode. I will say, though, within the first five minutes, you see a aircraft, like a spaceship, crash. So I knew that the technology had obviously advanced by that point. It advanced to the year 2000, what, 29, you said? 2029, yeah. Okay. There's so many works of fiction that takes place in the future that there's even a list out there, if you go onto Wikipedia, that tells you the amount of stories that have been written in the past that have already passed the future mark where they were written uh, to. Okay. And so stories like V for Vendetta, yeah. District 13, Death Race, we were all past when that was supposed <laughs> to happen. I remember Back to the Future when that got to the 2016 year mm -hmm. and they had like a, a newspaper that showed the Cubs won the World Series oh, or something. Oh yeah, no, Back to the Future 2 had that infamous scene where he checks the clock at like 20, in 2015. Yeah, and, and then 2012, yeah. of course, you had. So you, there's always stuff that we're passing that it's funny. But things in the future, there are also a, there's also a list out there of things to expect. Oh, okay. So if you're talking about 2074, let me give you some of the things that were around, okay? Okay. 2067, Interstellar, which mm -hmm. is also about a dystopian future right. where we kind of screw over our planet, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's a survivalist message. Yeah. Very similar. The weird thing about that is that for some reason, I thought that that took place modern day. They're saying that when he goes into space, that... Well, I mean, it, 2074 actually isn't that far off. Yeah, no, it's only like you can 53 do the math. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you take away 53 years, that's still in the lifespan of most people. Yeah. Uh, or not most people, but you know what I'm saying. 2071. Do you have any idea what came out then? Blade Runner? Cowboy Bebop. 
Oh, yeah, right, of course. <laughs> Earth is submerged in water in that show, isn't it? Yeah. So, All around, uh, yeah. Again, catastrophe mm-hmm. on the planet. 2073, Equilibrium, which is more of a societal meltdown I don't even than there that. is... Yeah, that was like the emotional attachment movie, right? Like, if you're emotionally attached, they wipe out everything. They make you take a pill and the government is in control of everything. Uh-huh. Again, very bleak. In 2074, we have the story Looper. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, do you remember what happens in Looper? Are they well, trying yeah. to like control uh, overpopulation, or is it just like Hitman? In the Basically, past? yeah. Like you, you send your old self into the no, past. That was just for the Hitman. But like the people they're killing, they're killing them for a reason in the future. Yeah, I think they're prisoners or something along those lines. That's that's right. Okay, I guess. I, so that's not really about the Earth yeah. That's not, yeah. That, that was that's just, just more like yeah, societal message. All right. And then we're we're at 2074 here as well. Mm-hmm. All right. And then in 2077, Cyberpunk finally releases the version <laughs> of the game that doesn't have any bugs <laughs> or any glitches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, it's, what was it was Blade Runner 2049. So yeah, that takes place a couple decades before what we're talking about. Yeah. So in the first two words of the description of this thing, you can compare it to a ton of other sci-fi stuff yeah. out there. The next part, three siblings set out to change the fate of Europe. Right. Those three go by the name of Liv, Elsha, and Kiana. Keanu? Keanu, sorry, yeah. Like Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Like, but it's K-I-A-N-O. Yeah, it's not Keanu. Okay. And are their personalities likable? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, When I read about siblings, I thought immediately about the rain. Yeah, no, this is definitely kind of like the rain, but better. Um, It's better than the rain. Yeah, I mean, the siblings you do feel for. I will say the first 15 minutes of this show, I was hating. I was absolutely, like, hating. I was like, this is going to probably be on, like, my worst Describe why you were hating it. Yeah, well, the reason why was because it was starting off incredibly slow. First off, I will say one big problem with this show is the antagonists, the crows. They're those people that are It sounds like a bad guy in The Walking Dead. Like the wolves or... That's basically what they are. But they're they're people who have black paint on their face. They look so cheesy. And I was like, this is just not working at all. They don't look threatening. It also sounds like the villains in The 100. Yeah. No, and that's that's exactly what I thought they were. And then there was Capitan, who's the main villain, who could not be more cartoony if you tried. He's wearing like wolf skin. His face is completely white with makeup. It really did remind me of the Age of the Dead almost. Because I was like, this is... Like, they just look non-threatening at all. They're just so not scary. But then later on in the episode, they start attacking the um, Origines. That's what they call themselves. Those are all part of the microstates, which is later on in the description. But yeah, we can jump to that because microstates in Europe are uh, already known. So this is called Tribes of Europa. Yeah. Now, originally, I thought Europa, that must mean the moon of Saturn or Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like the... Do you know anything about Europa? No. Okay. So it's one of those moons like Titan, where for a while we thought maybe there's life on that planet. Mm-hmm. It's, again, moon. <laughs> um, it is the most circular, and I know this is a weird like fact, uh, like object in our solar system. And the reason why is they think that underneath the surface of the ice, there is a um, water like underneath there that right. life could exist in and that it's That's, keeping things in a circular I form. I always like thinking about life in other plants, but in circular form, like what do they mean by most circular? Like, like it is complete, like it's the most round 
object. Okay. You know how yeah. like every other thing has craters that are smashing into it, so it's kind of right. like a little off. This is like perfectly. If you could, you know, those people who draw circles for <laughs> in the fair and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the SpongeBob, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds you of the SpongeBob. Yeah, but in this version, we're not talking about a different planet or place to live. We're still on Earth. We're talking about Europe, mm-hmm. and Europe already has microstates. By microstates, does that mean like small populations? Yeah, like the Vatican City. So, or there's six of them in Europe right now. They have Andorra, Liechtenstein, uh, Malta, Monaco, and San Marino. So those are the six. But I guess when this whatever thing happens in 2029. Yeah, uh, Black December. Black December. So that's like a catastrophe. Right. We'll get into catastrophes pretty soon because there's a full Wikipedia article on that as well. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So they all fraction off into these little factions, just like in The Walking Dead. And every place is considered itself like a little microstate. Right, yeah. And so you have, I guess the crows are like Negan's group where they're just evil. Basically, the whispers. yeah, they're not afraid to kill anyone that they come across. But they are like very concerned with borders. Like they don't want to cross anyone's borders until they later on in this episode do. And then the origins are like people who just are, like I said, civilization, sticks and stones and just kind of trying to live life. Do we? So we see three siblings, you said. Right? Yeah. And they all have their own separate storyline. Yeah, for the most part, um, Elja, at the very beginning of the episode, has this wolf that's dead, and because he's killed a wolf and it's going to be able to feed some people, he becomes a man in their society. So there's, like, a big celebration that's held for him, and you see that Keanu has a girlfriend, and Liv is just kind of so we've almost Yeah, so that when they say tribes, that means we've kind of taken a step back into our tribal methodology right, yeah. of, like, kill and become a man. <laughs> right, yeah, and there's, like, this weird... They kept on speaking German and then mixed to English. So oh, cool. Was, yeah, so I was able to see that. And then also you get Elja. You see that he starts, like, collecting artifacts because, like I said, there's a spaceship that crashes, and then um, they all, the, like, a ton of people. So from... he finds a wolf, he kills the wolf, he becomes a man, he finds a spaceship? Well, the, all three of them are out there, and we don't see him kill the wolf. We just see that wolf is dead, and just kind of Keanu and Elja are playing, and Liv is just, she has a crossbow. The, again, like the... Like, like Hunger Games? Yeah, the weapons. Well, it's actually more like... Um, Dwight. Dwight, yeah, I was going to say, okay. or uh, Daryl from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just crossbows and spears and all that old um, weaponry. But then we see that the Origines, they go to where the spaceship has crashed, and Elja picks up this cube that was close to the spaceship, and uh, he doesn't tell anyone about it. And he goes to this little... Sorry, cube? Yeah, it's a cu- It's like this... So there's a spaceship on the ground. It's futuristic-y? Right, yeah. So it's like post where we are now. Right, exactly. And w- w- what does that mean? Does it look in a certain way or well, when it was flying it definitely did it, it was like all black it looked like a like a star like Trek. a lost in space type yeah yeah spaceship yeah basically and, and they, he finds like uh what, what does this cube look like it's literally just like a black cube that has some blue lighting in it so like the black box of the ship yeah and he doesn't tell anyone he has it when he goes to the cave though he kind of promotional photos show a cube but it's glowing yeah you you see that later on the episode okay. But he is it the same cube? Yeah, it is. Got it. And we see that he's collecting stuff like there's an old PSP Vita there. There's an iPhone that you see in that the he's collecting. No, 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 in this cave that he went to to put the because he's keeping these random items for some reason. So he's collecting them. Right. And so when he puts the cube down, how old is this kid? I'd say he's around 15. But he's become a man in their eyes. Yeah, because he's called a wolf. Okay. Uh, he looks over and he sees that the person who is flying the spaceship is wounded in their stomach and he's in the cave. So then that's when kind of the whole entire plot kicks into gear. So the pilot, right, mm-hmm. is the one who's wounded? Yeah. Is it like a death 
ruined. Like, he's going to die any time now. I mean, I thought so originally, but then basically he gets Liv and Keanu to help him. And they bring him into their uh, village, even though it's kind of against the rules. But the father, um, Jacob, isn't there at the time. And so they're like, where's Sounds the- like the rain again, where like the father's yeah. the one in charge. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of that. And then they're like, well, he's not here right now. We need to help this guy because he's going to die otherwise. So they let him in. And um, everything seems to be going fine until the dad comes back because they he just visited a place with another person just as kind of like muscle. And they saw that this whole entire place with a ton of people has been wiped out. And eradicated. Uh, yeah, basically. Taken down, yeah. From the crows. Um, they get that from a dying soldier. They get that information. And uh, then when they're like, well, why did they kill you? The dying soldier is like, because they were trying to find the pilot. Hence the reason that when they go back, they're like, we need to kick this pilot out because he doesn't belong here. Why kick him out? Why not just hand him to the crows? Like, in the, sorry, I know that's like t- terrible, well, the moralistically crows- speaking. But like, if you kick him out, what stops the crows from coming to your place and killing you anyways if they think that you have him? Instead, like, keep the pilot there. And then when they come asking for him, just give it to him. Well, the, they were they just didn't want anything to do with it. And you don't want to approach the crows. Also, the crows weren't there at that moment yet. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they could just go over to where the crows were and be like, here, because like I said, borders are very, very secure. I just meant if the crows showed up, then you could just give well, up the Well, they end pilot. up showing up. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's what Jacob does. He's like, we, it's fine. Like, we can just give up the pilot, but the crows aren't having it. They end up like slicing off the head of one of the security guards and throw it down. And then Jacob is like, no. And then this all out battle breaks I up. I did read a, read a comment and I was, didn't make sense at the time but it said that um i guess elja had made the mistake from the beginning of even helping the pilot right he just left him there everything would be fine right but how is that the case because if the crows are willing to murder off an entire society who hadn't helped the pilot what stops them from just murdering these guys as well well, they they were, I think, trying to figure out where the pilot had gone to or where he was going. Because, like I said, the ship crashed, so they knew he was off to somewhere. But I think that's my they... point, is I think that, like, they would have murdered them regardless. I don't think it really fell on Elsha's fault that he helped. Well, when Elsha ends up helping the pilot, that's when the pilot actually, <laughs> sorry, the, like, pilot of the show gets a lot better. Because that's when, actually, like, it kicks in high gear. Before that, you get a lot of boring scenes with, like, Liv and Keanu, where she's like, I know you want to leave, Keanu, but we need you because you're, like, my brother and I care about you, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> sorry. It reminds me of, like, if in the lost pilot, they had been able to save the pilot <laughs> because he dies so quickly from the smoke monster. Well, but yeah. had he survived, he would have been the de facto leader over Jack, and that would have changed the whole trajectory of the show to have Matt, Matt Parkman <laughs> from Heroes being the lead. Probably another thing it reminded me of was Revolution, that show. I'm, I'm naming a lot of shows that aren't good. Survivalist shows, futuristic yeah, so, shows. But but this is, I think, better than those, even though I don't think it's going to end up on like my top 10 or anything. Because when the fight breaks out, the stunts aren't amazing, but they, they're passable. And like things happen that are shocking. For one, Liv gets stabbed, and I thought she was dead. And I was like, wow, I'm going to give the show credit on that one. Like I did not see that coming. She ends up surviving. I thought that was a little bit of a cop-out because I was perfectly fine with her dying just because I thought it was shocking. So it would have been just the two brothers who were left? Right, yeah. Um, and basically, They can't do that. Well, <laughs> Elsha is given the cue because the pilot is like, you have to get out of here. You have to send this to my people. You have to go to this place. Um, and because otherwise... This place. Basically, it has to get away from the crows because if the crows find this cube, then it's going to wipe out all of the Atlantean people, and that's where the pilot is from. And the pilot obviously wants he's to. He's from Atlantis. Well, that's what they call him—an Atlantean captain. So, like Jason Momoa, season two. 
Well, I don't think it was people that live underwater. I think that the, these were just people that lived in a specific area. Now the Europa part's starting to make sense. Well, yeah, and... Uh, Water, and... Okay. I'm yeah, and, and so Elja has to get out of there. Um, Keanu's girlfriend dies, and then Keanu gets really mad about that and, like, starts stabbing and killing people. Um, I thought that the father was going to die. He just gets knocked out. Basically, the crows take over the town. They even kill the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have them in a Negan circle, basically. Like, they wake up. Everyone wakes up. It's a nighttime. The crows are standing over them. They're all tied up and sitting down. And then the crows are like, where's the cube and where's the boy that was running off with them? Someone doesn't say something. They get stabbed through the neck. It was, it was pretty dark. And then um, after that. Yeah, too much bloodshed or mm-hmm. not enough bloodshed. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say honestly this is gonna sound weird but kind of the right amount like it was fine so right in that goldilocks zone <laughs> yeah where it was just right and uh so elja ends up running we see the last thing we see of him is he's at this abandoned place he's kind of sitting down like laying against the wall with this cube kind of like oh man i just had to <laughs> i just had to save my own life basically it's funny because what's the his dark materials show the compass the golden compass is sort of like that cube where it's so sought after the evil people want it and lila has to use it she's able to use it as a um as one of the only people who can to tell the future sort of does this cube have a supernatural ability yeah i think the pilot even has to give it the cube over to him almost like the green lantern i was about to say where like like this where this like cube lifts up in the air eye scans him and is like you are my owner now he's like the blue lantern (laughs) basically okay and so that's the last we see it float on its own yeah it was floating so it's like mini yoda yeah but you but most of the time i'll just carrying it Baby Yoda, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Mini Yoda. <laughs> anyway, so then Liv, we see that she's awake. That's where the pilot ends. Um, and then as far as we know, basically, uh, Volnik, who was the person that went with Jacob to the town where the, the crows had completely killed, is one of the people that dies when they're in the Negan circle. Um, they decide to keep Keanu at the place uh, of where they are just to see if Elja comes back. And then they send all the other crows and basically all the other members to the crows place. Okay. Um, so that's where the episode ends. Like I said, the things that they that I really didn't like, because again, I thought I was going to hate this. First 15 minutes, incredibly slow. The crows need a lot of work done on their um, makeup, especially Capitan, who comes across incredibly cartoony. But for the most part, once he got to the Just part, in look or in also action? Action, everything. I mean, like, Was he's... Was his voice funny? Yeah. Did what? he have a squeaky voice? <laughs> no, he didn't have a squeaky voice, but he was trying to be... I even wrote it down here. When it tried to come across as dark and, like, scary, it came across way more, than like, comical. Like, it, it wasn't scary right, at all. I believe you. And he was, like, supposed to be beating on his henchmen, and it was supposed to be like, oh, look at how scary he is. No, it, it didn't work. So someone has to depose him. Right. It's and not... they have to get, like, a Khal Drogo presence in there. <laughs> well, it reminds me a lot of Once this... again, Jason Momoa. I... <laughs> IGN did this one uh, thing one time with Link. It was a Link movie, um, like Link from the video games. It was a April Fool's joke, and a lot of the comments were like, you know, this would be an awesome movie, but they would have to change Gandalf's look from the trailer, because Gandalf looked so just cheesy. Mm-hmm. And that's what this uh, villain reminded me of. But as far as everything else goes, once... Elja actually gets the cube and he's needing to go on his mission and the whole entire fight breaks out, which, you know, looked fine. I thought that the pilot picked up a lot. What I'm hearing from you, though, is that the Capitan guy was your favorite character. No. (laughs) Oh, okay. Then who was your favorite character? I'd say probably uh, Elja. He has actually something to do. And I think he's supposed to be a lot of people's favorite characters. David Ali Rashad. I don't think he's done much. Most of these actors have only done German TV 
Um, as I said, Moses was played by Ulrich from uh, Dark, Dark yeah. but he must not have shown up in this first episode or you just didn't recognize him. And the person who I think is has the coolest name by far is Liv, the sister, yeah. I assume. Um, her name is Henriette Confurious. And that name, <laughs> Confurious, Confurious. more people should have that last name. It's an awesome last name. There's also... And she should keep it for the show. It should be Liv Confurious. <laughs> Well, I I also want to mention there's a character named Lord Verara. She's like the second in command of the crows, and she's the one that ends up like giving the order to attack the origin. Did any of the crows seem like? No, they they basically they felt bad. There's no there's no crow that they try to be like where they try to pull the Star Wars um, Finn, where he's like, oh, I'm actually a good stormtrooper. There was none of that. Like the, again, So you don't see them adapting into a better... Like, oh, there's no, no blurred lines. It it seems very... It was very kind predictable. of dry. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, this is supposed to be, or in the, some articles, have compared it to Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's a stretch. Not... But, like, could you see it branching out, becoming more complex, becoming more of a world-building? Yeah, but more, like, in, more in the 100 way. Like, I cannot see mm-hmm. it being nearly as, like, you know, complex as Game of Thrones or anything like that. Also, there was, I guess, like, but it had shocking moments. Like I said, like, when Keanu's girlfriend dies, it's a split second. You hear her scream, and then the camera pans over. You see her for one second before she gets her throat sliced. So it had moments that worked emotionally, but it, but far from any like it's far from a great TV show. Yeah, a lot of these shows depend on the original tragedy to come back into play. So if it's a natural disaster, say with the rain, they're always afraid of the rain afterwards. Mm-hmm. Does this have any fear of whatever happened, the global catastrophe? Because global catastrophes could be anything. When I read that, I was like, well, what could this be? Again, Wikipedia, you could have artificial intelligence global catastrophe, mm-hmm. biotechnology, cyber attacks, uh, environmental disasters, experimental technology, accident, global warming, mineral resource exhaustion, nanotechnology, warfare and mass destruction, world population and agricultural crises, asteroid impacts, cosmic threats, extraterrestrial invasions, uh, <laughs> volcan- uh, volcanism. Um, and then if you look at the biggest death tolls in the past, you see that China's had a ton of floods where it's killed millions of people. There have also been... Did you know that like China had a famine just less than like 60 years ago where 50 million... Uh, upwards to 50 million people died? No, I know. I feel yeah. like that's just underreported in like the U.S. 50, history books. Yeah, that's a lot. It's <laughs> an insane number. I it's, feel like environmental disasters though and climate change kind of go one in one, don't they? Um, yes, but this is like either... Okay, I, I won't get into that. What What actually happened in the show? Well, none, no natural disasters happened in the show. What was the big thing that happened? That's the question. What was Black we don't December? Know. We don't know. It's we, supposed so, to be a did, season did story arc. Did anybody seem fearful oh, of it coming back or something? Well, people know about it, but I'll just the one who really is like, what did Black December cause? What did, like, why? Well, he doesn't know. No one knows, yeah, what Black December caused. So we just know that a ton of people died because But there are it. survivors. It was a blackout. A blackout with survivors. Like, the father must have been around yeah. at that time. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, but or only a select father? amount of people survived. And they didn't disclose to the next generation what could be a threat to them. No, they just kind of said the name. I, again, I think it's supposed to be a season story arc. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to play the PSP or PS3? Uh, it looked like it was beat up. I don't think that thing is ever being turned on again. It was a PS Vita, though. Oh, PS Vita. Yeah. yeah. I played the baseball game on that one. And the iPhone looked like a, I don't know, fifth generation iPhone, and that thing isn't being turned on either. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, it hasn't gotten the best reviews. Uh, it has a 6.4 on IMDb right now. Um, some places even say you can skip it. But uh, it's only six chapters. You watch chapter one. Yeah, and when I was first watching the, like... Um, and I think I, there is a twist at the end. When I saw the first couple of minutes, I was like, is this supposed to be a show that is very heavy and that's the reason why it's only six episodes? But after seeing the first episode, although it's, it's six episodes is fine, it it's does a seem Netflix a little production. short. It seems a little short, though. I mean, Dark was ten episodes. But again, Dark... Well, Dark was ten episodes for the first season, but eight episodes you felt were heavy. You felt like you got a real dose of everything. Here, it's like, it just kind of feels meh. Yeah. Well, yeah, your description, though, there was a lot going on. It feels like they're... It wasn't, like, super long. It wasn't, like, a 60-minute show can sometimes pack in way more than that. Oh, yeah, no, this wasn't jam-packed or anything. Um, it really gets picked up by... Was it a slow mover at any point? Yeah, the, the first couple minutes. But, like, when you get, like, the... Because the thing I think that works so well about the part where Elja and his uh, family has to bring the pilot to the village is the fact that you also, again, intersplice the other story with Jacob and Volnik where they're at that other village and, they and like, there's this music in the background and it starts pumping up and you start seeing dead bodies and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? The mystery aspect really worked well in that area. Mm-hmm. I mean... Is there any chance that the 2029 thing could have been a result of Bitcoin? <laughs> I think I think that's the exact reason why. It like happened. it finally hit a million dollars and the world just exploded, blackouts everywhere, technology broken. No, and like I said, we don't actually see 2029. We just get it from a title card. It's like in 2029 there was this huge blackout. I'm paraphrasing that, like you know, killed a, a lot of people, and because of that, a result of like microstates has emerged. Yeah, that's the, again, the very interesting one-sentence intro to this entire thing, which I'm going to read again just to close us out. In 2074, three siblings set out to change the fate of Europe after a global catastrophe fractures it into countless microstates fighting for dominance. Sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, if you're interested by it, I would definitely recommend checking out the pilot. And if you are bored from the first few minutes, maybe skip those first few minutes because I think you'll find it. And don't go into it thinking it's going to be dark, like, Oh yeah, promotional. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it to be. Well, you hadn't heard the same thing that I have. Every place was like WMB Productions behind it. Same Mm -hmm. producers. I'm like, it's not the same producers. Same production company. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.